Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 134 in Edmonton. It's Brendan Escott here with you. Reminder that Royal Pizza is pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years now. A menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations available online at royalpizza.ca or you can download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Uh, yes, got recommendation. Sometimes you got to keep it simple, man. Their pepperoni is to die for. So <laughs> hook it up. Uh, okay, Kyler Yamamoto coming up about 10 minutes time here on the show. We'll talk about that contract extension. But it sounds like Drew at 780-496-0063 wants to talk about maybe some of the fallout of that and what could happen with young Ryan McLeod. Drew, you're on the air. How's it going? Hey, how's it going, man? Excellent. What's on your mind? Uh, nothing. I was just going to say I love the Yam sign for sure. That's awesome. But, uh, like, where are we at with uh, with the cap right now? <laughs> We're up like against Ryan, it, man. How much money do we have for him? <laughs> well, as it stands right now, okay, so there's um, when they put uh, when they put both Clefbaum and Smith on long-term injured reserve, it's going to free up about three hundred thousand dollars obviously not enough to get uh to get mcleod done so that's why we're talking about whether it's going to be a guy like warren fogel that gets moved out is it a pulley rv that they can find a trade suitor for basically they have to move out one of these uh one of these contracts or do you move out Tyson Berry? That was another one that people had been sort of circling around. With Duncan Keith's retirement, though, it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. So I suppose the question, Drew, becomes, I mean, in your opinion, what is Ryan McLeod worth on this deal? You know, is it $1.3 million? Is it one point five? What do you think you'd be comfortable with? I'd, I'd definitely be at the 1.3 to 1.5 range. Uh, like his game, if you look at his brother, I think he has nothing but upside. And uh, I think we we definitely need to keep McLeod. I think he's going to uh, turn out pretty good. Maybe, you know, the sixth guy eventually, maybe down the line. Yeah, he's, he's got the speed to do it. I would love to see you know, him continuing to improve in the face-off circle if they give him the right opportunities. I think that he can certainly be uh, one of those kind of two-way contributors. I mean, is there anybody else on the team that skates like him, not named Connor McDavid? He might be. He might honestly be a candidate for the fastest skater competition in a couple of years, right? Like, I think you probably see some of the same characteristics in McLeod. Yeah, he just flies around, and his his shots can only get better when he fills out. Certainly, but anyways, is. thanks for thanks a lot, man. Absolutely appreciate the call, Drew. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Ryan McLeod, he had two goals in the final playoff series against Colorado, and in the final game, it was an overtime game, but he played twenty one minutes. So, even though he wasn't garnering that kind of ice time during the regular season, you've got a coach in Jay Woodcroft who trusts this player. He trusts most of the players here on this team, and there's nothing but up 
upside for Ryan McLeod. The team is giving him these opportunities, and and like Drew said, I mean, you're looking at uh, sort of some untapped potential, I think. 71 games for him to get in in the NHL. He had 10 the year before, so now we're basically looking at a full season, so to speak, worth of uh, of Ryan McLeod, and, and in his first couple of years, that would give him 22 points in in 81 games and then a few more in the playoffs three goals four points in 16 playoff games uh, oh he actually did play so call it 20 playoff games and he played last year as well so you know this is a player who when you look at it and you look at the internal development that this team didn't have a lot of in years past and Ryan McLeod's yet another example of of sort of the recent past where these players are coming up through the system they are learning the right way in the minors first just so happened it was with Woodcroft that he had all the success down there. Remember the Cooper Marodi line with uh, Marodi and Benson and McLeod, and that was we had people calling us and saying, "Why do you just call all three of them up?" And there's your Oilers' third or fourth line right there because they were having so much success in the American League. Now you see it transfer up for for McLeod. Maybe not so much yet for Tyler Benson. Both of those players are the only remaining restricted free agents for Edmonton. So. To me, I agree with Drew. You're looking probably just over a million dollars as far as what the price tag is going to be, 1.3. Maybe you disagree, 780-496-0063. What would you pay Ryan McLeod after these last couple of seasons? This texter says, why not make some room by sending Derek Ryan down? That would open up enough cap space. I don't know that on his contract that they can do that. He's 35 years old now. I would have to double-check on uh, on that. Another texter uh, says, actually, um, we'll move on from that one. <laughs> How about Stephen from BC? He says, does Yesipoli-Arvi, uh, he does not have the tenacity in his game, and it seems his on-ice hockey IQ and development might be a little bit slow. That's certainly an opinion that's out there. Uh, the the hockey IQ thing is something that I don't see Ryan McLeod struggling with at all. I think that he's learning as one young player does when learning at the National Hockey League level. There's going to be some mistakes made, but here's a guy who you can honestly see in a year's time being the third line center. Got to work on the faceoffs. Boy, that'd be a nice nice addition to the team to have somebody that can come in and clean up on face-offs i never wanted to fix his teeth i love the toothless smile when he scores says this texture that is fantastic perfect absolutely he looks like the hockey player's rendition of a hockey player doesn't he it's exciting that we can sit here you and i in the middle of august or the early part of august and and talk about the optimism around this team. You can talk about some major signings, but you can talk about some things that have just been percolating within a good culture, within a good system for the last couple of years. It's exciting to think about what Ryan McLeod's earned in in his play in this last couple of seasons for himself. And it's exciting to think that there's a that there's a manager in place who understands the value of these players and how they're going to fit not only right now, but in a couple of years time. 
Leon Dreisaitl's not making $8.5 million for the rest of his career. I promise you that. So there's going to have to be a lot of forethought that goes into this kind of thing. That's why you're seeing a bridge deal for someone like Yamamoto. But this is the window right now, if you ask me. I think the window has finally opened up for this team. And it seems while the manager is signing the right contracts, that the players also understand where they're fitting into the grand scheme of things. Look no further than what Evander Kane was willing to accept in order to play for this team in Edmonton because they're as close to a Stanley Cup as Kane was likely going to get on the market. So now he wants to be here and he understands that he can't be here all by himself. He's going to have somebody on the right wing of that top line too. And now that's Kyler Yamamoto. And what about the third line? Well, now we'll see what Ryan McLeod fetches. It is the last sort of piece here that we're that we're looking to identify as to what the start of the Oilers' season, the roster for then, is going to look like. How about we hear from Kyler Yamamoto? Does that sound good to you? It sounds pretty darn good to me. We'll press pause one last time here on Oilers Now. When we come back, we should have number 56 from your Edmonton Oilers. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Forty-five in Edmonton. Appreciate you sticking around here on Oilers Now. One more day, and then Bob is back on Monday from his vacation. We've been talking all day about it. You've been waiting for it. Here he is. It's Kyler Yamamoto of the Edmonton Oilers. Kyler, appreciate you taking some time today, man. You're on with Brendan. I'll start by saying congratulations. How you feeling today? Thank you. Um, I'm feeling really good, honestly. Um, you know, excited. That we got that um, and jotted down, but um, you know, very excited and uh, looking forward to next season. Yeah, why don't you talk a little bit uh, about the process of you and the team and the back and forth and deciding what would be an appropriate number and and just that you know, really this I'm sure felt like a place where you wanted to be. Absolutely. Well, you know, I've only been with this team, so definitely wanted to come back. And um, yeah, you know, it was a bit of a back and forth battle, but. Um, you know, eventually kind of just settled on a number and, um, you know, told my agent, that's what I, that's what, I, that's what, that's what I want. And, um, you know, eventually just finally got it to, um, you know, figure it out. And, um, yeah, it happened. Yeah, talk about watching some of the, the other pieces coming into place with this team in the off season must've been a huge bunch of excitement for you and your teammates, seeing Evander Kane resign and, you know, bringing a guy like Jack Campbell in and, what are these as a player that's already been with this team? What do those moves kind of signify to you? Um, what it signifies, I mean, I think we have a cup contender. Um, bringing those guys back, um, at least Kulak and Evander, and then bringing in Campbell. Um, you know, I've been with the others for two years now. This is, I would say, the most depth I think we've ever had. Um, you know, as an organization since I've been here. So, I'm really excited that they came back and. Um, yeah, just really excited for the season, and hopefully, you know, we can bring a cup back to Edmonton. 
lots of growth on the team right across the board, I'm sure in many different ways. Over last season, just how much, if you were to look at maybe even just that playoff run, how much stock do you put into the fact that you, you kind of have to go through something like that and, and, and learn what it takes to win? What did you learn in that playoff run? Just how hard it is. Um, you know, just going there, playing first round, against Ellie, taking them to game seven, playing Calgary, and then playing, you know, the eventual Stanley Cup um, winners. Um, it's a battle. Um, you know, it's long. Um, but I think you just, we learn, you know, just never quit, and anything can happen in a playoff series, honestly. Um, you look at our um, playoff series with LA, um, we didn't think we were going to go to game seven, but we took them to game seven, and, um, that's a heck of a team and thank goodness we came out on top but yeah I think that's what we learned is just how hard it is and um, anything can really happen what did you learn about yourself personally there's got to be injuries played through there's got to be you know times where exhaustion was there or are I just you know in terms of pushing yourself as a player over the course of of last season what an opportunity and getting all the way to the Western Conference Finals to grow on a personal level as well absolutely um, last year was a long year. Um, yeah, I think that's the most games I think I've ever played in, um, I want to say, a full season for myself. Um, you know, it's a grind, and, yeah, injuries start happening, and you're not feeling the best, but just got to keep pushing. And, um, you know, hopefully that you get to the Stanley Cup Finals and you raise it, because uh, that's it's definitely worth it. We talk so much, Kyler, about how you're uh, you're a very popular request as, as a line mate on your team. You know, you say you want to be as a part of the franchise that's drafted you here. When you hear that that you are that popular request, what does that mean to you? You know, it um, it makes me happy. Um, you know, I love playing with those guys. Um, you know, you got the two best players in the world. You got Evander, you got Hyman, you got Nuge. I mean, there's so many guys that are just phenomenal players that you could play with. Um, and for them to say that. Um, you know, that means a lot. And, um, but at the end of the day, you know, just trying to play my game, um, do what I can do, um, and, you know, kind of eventually help the team, hopefully, to win more games and um, you know, hopefully make playoffs again. How do you go about being the most effective teammate that you can be? Is it is it prioritizing the strengths of your own game? Is it understanding how to play with the guys that you're out there with? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, you definitely know who you're going to be out on the ice with. Um, and, you know, you kind of know their tendencies. Um, play it a little bit like that, but at the end of the day, you know, try to just play your own game. Um, you know, I'm pretty good at things I do, and those guys are amazing at what they do. So I think a little bit of a combination, um, you know, I think it really works. Uh, obviously, don't expect you to reveal the Cadbury secret here uh, by any means. But you have your exit interviews with Jay Woodcroft and and with Ken Holland, and and are a valued member of of this franchise at a time where it looks like the cup window is is opening up for you guys. As you've gone through this off season, I'm sure you needed to rest a little bit after the run you just talked about. But you know, there's um, is there sort of a, a particular focus for you? What what areas of your game are, are you trying to improve the most on? Um, I think just strength. Um, you know, I wanted to, this offseason. I was really trying to focus on, um, you know, working on my shot, but also, yeah, just getting my strength up. Um, you know, getting a little heavier. Um, you know, making sure that I can't get pushed around as much. Um, and kind of stuff like that. 
Anything keeping you busy in particular this summer? Any new fun hobbies you've picked up? I don't know if you're a golfer or anything like that. What's what's keeping you <laughs> occupied? Uh, no, I've been golfing quite a bit. I've been trying to get out there as much as I can. Um, you know, getting back into the gym, um, you know, and skating, it's, it's taken up a little bit of the day. But, yeah, trying to get out on the golf course probably as much as I can, I would say. I would try maybe three three times a week. Well, uh, I'll let you get back to it. I'm sure it's a busy, busy media day for you, Kyler. Congratulations on the contract. Looking forward to seeing you around the rink when you get back to Edmonton. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Thanks, Kyler Yamamoto. Fresh off his, uh, I don't know, I'm even sure if the ink's dry in the contract yet, but here he is, an Edmonton Oiler, for another two years at least. So $3.1 million there. And... uh, and we'll see where it goes for him. Is he your top line right winger? As it stands right now, he's mine absolutely. And you, you know, you talk about uh, you talk about the guys wanting to play with Kyler Yamamoto for a lot of the reasons that uh, that come along with him being a tenacious player. If you ask me, the puck retrievals, you know, the the understanding. I guess where his teammates sort of want him to be, but. It's the continuity, too. Like, this is the first time. He's saying this is the deepest team that they've had, but you look at the top six, there really hasn't been a lot of turnover. They understand how to play with each other. It's not like they're trying to incre- or uh, rather implement a new piece. Even in the case of Zach Hyman, that worked right away, but those kinds of things obviously don't always work right away. So the fact that he's able to complement you know, that group there, I think it says a lot about the player. I think it says a lot about the player that he wanted to be here. It's It's... Something that hasn't always been the case, as I'm sure that uh, I don't need to tell you. Andy asked, texting in uh, uh, again. Actually, we'll, we'll get to you in a second, Andy. I'll remind you right now. Kyler, of course, was our headliner for our friends at Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Uh, it just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Okay, Andy, there you go. Both McLeod and Yamamoto kill penalties. It's huge. Ogle and Pugliarvi, not so much. There you go. That's uh, another angle to the value of Kyler Yamamoto at $3.1 million. Uh, a couple more textures here talking about uh, the value for Ryan McLeod. $1.2 million max, says JB. Let's not get the cart in front of the horse quite yet. Uh, it's, a, it's a very good point. You don't want to overpay. I don't think they need to. I think with these homegrown products, they realize the value of having the surrounding cast there, right? I think there's maybe more, I don't know if humble is the right word. I don't think that these are necessarily entitled players, but when you can see the bigger picture right in front of you like it is right now, again, the window being wide open, uh, you're going to do your part to, um, to, to factor into that. And I think that there's concessions that need to be made sometimes as far as the dollar value. I think that's a great value for Yamamoto. Dion texts in and says, how about a top line of Kane, McDavid, and Hyman? Second line of uh, Nuge, Leon, and Yamamoto. Honestly, Dion, I think that's probably exactly how they're going to start. I think you're probably right. I I, I wrote down my top, and I just it, it doesn't look right to me with Zach Hyman playing on the left side. I know Bob's talked about him flipping over to the right. So lots to be decided in training camp. Even whether you know whether we're going to see Nuge as the third line center and McLeod as the fourth, or whether there's going to be a difference there. 
does Dylan Holloway win a spot on this team out of camp? There's lots still to be decided. Again, if he does and he can produce on a rookie contract, that's huge for this Oilers team. Appreciate all of your contributions today at 780-496-0063. Should have some more time tomorrow. We're also going to connect with uh, Liam uh, Horobin from the Nation Network. Lots going on with Team Canada at the Holinka Gretzky. Another powerhouse team. They got past Sweden. How the prospects looked. It's kind of the first tournament where the scouts really get to sit and sink their teeth into the guys on the international scale. So Liam will come up tomorrow. We'll hear from Sportsnet's Mark Spector as well uh, for the horses at Horse Racing. Alberta on this very day here in Oilers history we go back to 1999 former Oilers goaltender Billy Ranford he resigns with the team after six seasons splitting time with Boston Washington Tampa and Detroit as well the 1990 Con Smythe winner would play his final 16 NHL games in Oilers colors and then he retired after the 99-2000 season. Reed Wilkins has uh, Inside Sports coming up tonight. And in fact, you will hear some Elks discussion uh, from receiver and quarterback Kai Loxley, as well as uh, Edmonton Wildcats head coach Darcy Park. In the meantime, a global news weather traffic update with Ray Lahu is followed by Angela Cocott from 2 to 3 today and then 6.30 Chet Afternoons with guest host Ted Henley. Yamamoto's an oiler at least two more years. Appreciate you listening to Oilers Now. So long from the 6.30 Chet Studios.